Got to do a big yawn again. Ah, turn. Wow, it's You're contagious. Right, it's contagious even over Zoom. Wow, who knew? Reese's EastEnders fans and welcome to another episode of Albert Square After Dark, your weekly EastEnders podcast. This week discussing the episodes broadcast uh, in the UK and everywhere else from the 8th to the 11th of May 2023. This is EastEnders, this is Albert Square After Dark. My name is Rob and this lovely lady beside me is called, tell them who you are. I'm Ray. hi. Hello <laughs> Ray. how are you this week my dear? I'm good thank you, how are you Rob? I'm all right. Now, I want you to tell the listeners and the viewers exactly what you told me before we started recording. What have well, you been doing this week? <laughs> I don't know why you're going to riff on me for it. I'm it not. I'm, just, I'm sure it was, but I'm just, I want to know more. But I thought I'd save it for the recording because I'm that guy. So tell me what you've been doing this week. <laughs> this week, ladies and gentlemen, I went to a full moon dream circle and it was fabulous. What is it? What What is a full moon dream circle? It's a restorative yoga session. Do you know what? It's like two and a half hours as well. Like Two and a half hours? Yeah, mate. What? And it didn't feel like it. Do you know what? It was just, it was basically like having a giant nap, but without napping. It was brilliant. What did you do? Well, it started by us getting um, cleansed with the uh, essence. Is that the word? Of um, a tree that got struck by lightning. So that's how we started. Um, right. I'm not going to lie; I was quite, I was quite skeptical about this when that started happening. I was like, "Here we go, hippy dippy," and then I got well into it. I got well into it. No, honestly, if you ever see a full moon dream circle, go for it. It was amazing. But what? So the essence of a tree that was struck by lightning, and what does that essence yes. do? It just cleanses you of, of or something. Well, it's quite it? rare for a tree to get st- struck by lightning, is it not? And then for you to be is able it, to, is it? I don't know. We'll Google some stats supposed, on it. Because you're not, you're not supposed to stand under trees during a lightning storm. So I presume that well, was it wasn't during common. the lightning storm. It was quite well, sunny, actually. Well, it's we very, getting... well, I'll give you that. It's very rare for a tree to get struck by lightning in the middle of the yeah. sunshine. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. No, but we were in the sunshine when we got cleansed by Yeah, it. I get that. Anyway, get that. and then it was just basically a lot of laying down in yoga poses that were really chilled, though, to be fair. But they weren't mega yoga poses. It was just laying down. While she talked to us about life and this, that, and the other. And then you come out on the other side and you're re-energized. And now I feel ready for my month. It was amazing. Well, I tell you, we'd love that. Freddie would love that, wouldn't he? That'd be right up his that'd be right up his alleyway. Yeah, probably mm. would, to be fair. It probably would. Yeah, I could totally imagine Freddie going to one of them. Anyway, if you're a Re or a Freddie, go to one. It's brilliant. Go to one. There you go. If you need your spirit <laughs> cleansing by the the spirit of a dead tree that's been struck that's been burned to cinders by a lightning strike then you know that's what you need to do there we are you gonna rip on me for it i'll wait for it cynical me am i ever cynical or sarcastic never Mm. never sounds like a really fulfilling uh way to spend your time it was it was (laughs) i I mean please comment comment section stick up for re here if you've ever been to anything like that or you're into that sort of thing let me know it's restorative yoga i'm sure some people have been to restorative yoga it might not have been called that there you go if you ever been, if you go under a tree that's been struck by lightning in the middle of a sunshine spell, see what you can do with it. And right, smell it. Um, we have much to discuss. It's been a very very busy week of EastEnders, isn't it? And we mm-hmm. have a new arrival that I cannot wait to start talking about. 
So shall we talk about this week's contenders? Let's do it. Right then, we'll start this week's discussion by speaking about Sonia and Reese. Interesting story here. I'm intrigued to see, um, this is interesting. So obviously last week uh, we left them with Rocky overhearing this conversation uh, between Reese and uh, his wife that we, we know. And he's fretting about yeah. this and like not sure what to do about it. Like he knows that something's going on and he wants to talk to Sonia about it. Kathy is basically telling him to mind his own business and Rocky's... Yeah. Rocky, now let's be honest here, Rocky, bit of a hypocrite here. I think fair to say. Uh, yeah, just a bit. Just like, a slightly. I mean, if you to compare the two, I think Reese mm. is uh, not quite as bad as what Rocky. Not really, considering about, but there you Rocky, go. Rocky came in literally pretending to be Sonya's father. So yeah, for months and months and months as well. Like yeah, in order to get money yeah. out of her. So you know, it's like mm-hmm. you know, it's good job Reese didn't know about that really, because otherwise he'd be like, uh, "Do you want to mind your own business?" And yeah, you, off you hypocrite, isn't it? Surely you he know? does know. Yeah, because he should be throwing it back in his face, being like, mm. uh, "Says one yeah. to no one," whatever the saying yeah. is. <laughs> So it says one to no one. That's it's, the one. Yeah, I know, that's, I don't de- know. that's I don't definitely know the, that. that's definitely the expression. That's definitely uh, how it goes. Anyway, um, so it's Sonia's birthday, as we know, for the for the coronation. Yes. So that's what, yeah, that's, what yeah, that's what all last week's drama was about. Mm-hmm. Like Sonia kind of fretting yeah. about the fact that Reese was going to ignore the birthday, but he hasn't. Yeah. He buys her a new trumpet for her birthday. Yes. They are determined to bring back trumpet Sonia, which I don't hate. <laughs> Like, I don't hate it at all. No, bring it back. Great. Bring it back. This is great. Yeah. I mean, Nat, you've seen Natalie Cassidy over the years. Like she, she invariably kind of in interviews will randomly just get a trumpet thrown at her by an interview. Like, oh, that. she's done it recently, hasn't she? She's been like yeah. a Eurovision host yeah, of some she, sorts, and I saw her do a little click like that. Oh, she looks yeah, like yeah. trumpet. Um, yeah, she's like, like Eurovision host for something, and uh, yeah. she got she got a trumpet out and like miming like. Yeah, right, fair enough. Um, but. Um, <laughs> Eventually, Rocky kind of uh, like, but he conspires. He kind of nicks right. He, he nicks Reese's yeah, phone. Nicks Reese's phone. Yeah. Yeah, and then goes over to the house while Sonya's playing on her trumpet because they've got this. They're yeah. supposed to be performing the for the coronation. Yes, yeah, so they're supposed to be performing for the coronation party that's going on in yeah. the square. Um, and he basically pulls it out of Reese. Like, so what's going on here? And Reese is one of those things where he says the truth, and Sonya's standing behind him as he says it. Is over here. Of course, yeah. Sonya goes mad. That this when he eventually confesses, yeah, I'm married, and she's a wonderful woman. <laughs> like as if that was going to really improve things. Yeah. Um, so Sonia chucks him out in front of the whole square, mass humiliation. Just as they've all gone quiet for uh, yeah, for God save the God king. God save the king. Yeah. 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 So all that humiliation, um, and that, and then he spends the night in his car. Uh, has to be moved on by a traffic warden. Uh, eventually, there's a nice little moment where Eve comes along and sort of, you know, actually listens to what's yeah. going on. Love Eve. Love Eve. Eve's great. She's brilliant, um, isn't she? I think she'll empathising because she's technically part of an affair, isn't she? So I think she'll like, oh, it's not that straightforward. Not even technically. No. She's 100% part yeah. of an affair. <laughs> she is well, the yeah. other She is the other She is the affair, yeah. She is the affair. And Eve basically persuades Sonia to actually hear Reese out and like listen to actually what's going on. And we discover officially what's going on. Now, we had kind of hypothesised that clearly Debbie was ill. Great we, we kind of hypothesised. I went to mm-hmm. uni. Yeah, I did. I know you did. Yeah. Uh, and just. Um, yeah, only just. Now and again, I turned up, didn't we? Now and again. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, so um, we kind of figured that uh, Debbie was ill because Reese didn't seem the sort to be kind of having an affair with, you no. know, with a whole other life going on. It wasn't like leaving a double life. He just never got around to telling her, apparently. Yeah. So we go to Walford Journal and we meet Debbie. So uh, and Debbie is has had a massive stroke. 
uh, and the she can't move, she can't swallow. Uh, she had a massive bleed on her brain by the time that Reese managed to find her. So it's really mm. devastating. Like she, they had a really, really happy marriage. Like she seems yeah, very young, like it. very young to be having like a massive, massive stroke that has basically left yeah, her. Definitely. It's really, really sad. But it's quite. It's because I, I was watching this because I'd been expecting it to be the fact that she was dying and that she had, you know, that she had cancer or something like that. But mm. a massive stroke. It's like I didn't see that one coming at all, and it's it's yeah, really, really sad. That. Well, I thought it might have been like early onset. I had, I don't know why I had early onset dementia, early onset dementia for or some something. reason. Yeah, yeah, I know it's something like that. But it's mm. so he's basically been uh, going to the hospital and visiting her, yeah. and sort of because she can't move, she can't speak or anything like that. And and he's basically apparently told her all, told her all about Sonia. And this is for me mm-hmm. where it kind of got a bit. Is there a moral story to be told here? Because I was, it's not that I don't think. It's not that I'm not on Reese's side here, but I was just yeah. I don't know, I don't know. There's something about it. I wasn't. I was surprised that that he would want to have a relationship with Sonia when this is going on because I don't know if it was really mm. established how long ago this happened. Well, this you know is the I mean? thing. I get that. No, I totally get it. But then when he was trying to explain it to Sonia, he was saying like I wasn't expecting me and you to happen. Yeah. So it happened. It's not like he was going out of his way looking to start a relationship mm. with someone while you know his wife's in hospital. That's what uh, I mean, yeah. So I think it is one of those things where it's just happened and he weren't yeah. intending it to go this far. I mean, he's that type of guy as well, isn't he? Is that, yeah, that you can of... imagine that he's just got in too deep yeah, and then gone, oh, no, of... now I've got feelings and, oh, yeah. no, I've told her about my sort wife. And it's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think, I, mean... I think it's just that, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it really kind of. It, I mean, Reese was great this week, like really nice performances yeah. to, throughout this because this is hard stuff for a. He's great, isn't he? I love Reese. Yeah. Um, and so obviously, when Sonia finds all this out, she's kind of like, okay, right, yeah, I'm really sorry for you. I'm sorry this is happening to you, but you lied to me. You know, you, tr- mm-hmm. you basically you basically kind of got into my bed. You you moved into my house. This is the other thing. He moved into Sonia's house while all this was going on. And That's I don't what... get this, right? Sorry, I've got to interject here with why yeah, yeah. did he move into Sonia's house? And then obviously when she's kicked him out, he's sleeping in his car. So what's happened to the house that, the house that he in? presumably had with his wife? Is it that he couldn't afford to keep it because? Yeah, I mean, I can't remember fair condition. Where... I mean, that would be believable, wouldn't it? It would be, but I can't remember where Reese originally said he came from because obviously no, we, met him, we met him at dot's funeral and Dot's i can't remember funeral, where he yeah. Said, yeah i can't remember where he said he was from um mm. it could be that they, they might cover that and maybe in the maybe in the yeah. coming weeks as to why yeah. he moved into sonia's house but that was the other thing like he moved to sonia's house and when they first met they were they it was basically this, this mad passionate affair when they were basically in the bedroom for the whole weekend if you remember yeah at the, at the way so they were having like this really mad passionate affair all sort of enunciated by trumpet music it was all very hot very, <laughs> um, all that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> trombone um, and, um <laughs> good one good uh, that were a good one in like innuendo um but yeah so, so sonia is basically kind of like all right i'm really sorry for you but you know i i can't do this like i'm sorry yeah. but goodbye this is goodbye and she um, did make a point of saying you've only now told me because you've been caught because out you've been caught. because well, you messed the- up yeah, I mean, this is the other thing. Like, how long was Reese planning on leaving this for? Like, I know, obviously, I, know. I get that you know he's sort of reached a point now where he's kind of like, when is it ever going to be a good time to mention? Like, the, what the longer this mm. goes on for, the worse it's going to be. So this is going to be your reaction. But he here. is that kind of guy, to be fair. Yeah. Isn't he? he is that kind of guy who's like, oh no, I really should tell. Her. Oh, not today though. Maybe I'll tell her tomorrow. Oh no, not tomorrow. Oh no, that's yeah. the right time. I can imagine him going through that yeah. constantly. 
because he's now fallen in love with with Sonia. He tells her this week, and yeah, Sonia yeah. is Sonia's kind of fallen for him as well because she kind of just met this really unique guy that just completely ticked all her boxes for reasons that she doesn't yeah. quite understand. Um, yeah. But you know, and she was really really happy with him, and so to discover this. And it also mm. sort of, it also sort of reminds me of when she was with Tina and she was being forced to look after Sylvie. Maybe there's kind of moments like that in her head oh, where she's yeah. where she's kind of yeah. like, I don't want to have to go through all that again. So you know, I think I imagine that there's quite a few kind of tumultuous thoughts going on inside mm. her head. Um, but she has a word with Lola at one point, who I think kind of oh, makes yeah. her. It kind of makes her think, oh well, you know, life's for living. Life's you know, too short. Life's too short, effectively. So she rings Reese and says, "All right, look, I do love you." And I'll I'll give this a go. I will support you through Debbie and Reese. And Reese is obviously delighted. And so, mm-hmm. and then they end up going back to the hospital. And I think Sonia is yeah. just sort of so Sonia's just sort of watching him. Like, am I going to do this? Is this is this okay? Mm. Like, can I? Well, she's she, already committed. To be fair, yeah. By that point, she's already said, yeah, yeah. Let's do I it. Mean, this is all. I'll go and see her every day. And yeah, I mean, this is going to. It's going to. I mean. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be interesting now. Like, I wonder how long Deb, you know, is Deb, because I think Reese basically implied that, you know, they could get the phone call at any moment to say that she's passed away, that, you know, obviously that she's in a non-saving state at this point. Mm. So it's kind of really interesting. Like, how is she, how is this going to work for their relationship and how, because he's using Sonia basically as, yes, he does love her, but he's also going to be now using her as, a, as emotional support at this point. So mm. it's 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 interesting. I, I like it. I do like it, but I think I was just there was elements of it that I was surprised by. But maybe yeah, you know, when know life when life throws you a kind of ball like that, like how would any of us react? I suppose in a way. Yeah, you just don't know, do you? Well, having said that, I don't think I'd be able to do what he's doing. No, I don't know if I would. I if, if I thing, were in that position. Well, this is the thing because it was like Reese made it quite clear that yeah, Reese made it quite clear that like this is this was the perfect marriage. Like Debbie mm. was the best thing that ever happened to him. And like, he loved her. He loved the ground that she worked. So sorry, I've missed something where he said that it's, you know, it's a case of she's definitely not going to survive well, this then. 100%. Well, this is, yeah. Well, I, well, I, I, basically the inclination was, he said, uh, and I wrote this down. He said, she's had a massive stroke. Uh, she can't move. She can't swallow. And there's a significant bleed on her brain. Bleed on the so, brain. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, so, that's, okay, the that's the key right, factor. Okay. So we're going to assume that. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, basically the assumption is I think that she's not going to survive it's, this in the long run. It's so sad, isn't it? It's really so sad, that, like, going to go like through that. people, yeah, that have gone through it. And a young couple fact, as well, like... And the fact that she might actually be able to hear absolutely everything that's going on, but she's yeah, paralysed in her body. Just, it's, if, it's one of those stories, if you, th- if you think about it too hard, that is kind of like, oh my God, that's horrible. Like, bless yeah. them. I really, really feel sorry for them. And some really nice performances mm. from Reese this week, because yeah, I can't... I, I cannot imagine what it is like to go through any aspect of no. that of that story. No. Like that is just that's that's just awful. Mm. Um, so from here on in, like, so what? It's, I think Sonia's going to find this hard, though, isn't it? She really is going to find this difficult to sort of because it because at the end of the day, she isn't now. The, she knows that she's not the main focus of it. She knows that she's going to be the emotional mm. comfort and that she'll mm-hmm. be there afterwards. But this is going to be a struggle for Reese, I think. Maybe she's going to be kind of professional about it whilst she's yeah. in the situations obviously well, she's a nurse so she's yeah. quite desensitized really and yeah, but... used to having to deal with families that are struggling i know that it's not a job like, yeah, literally well, Re- well reese did, but... did mention that yes you know, the care that debbie now needs isn't something that, they, that could be provided at home like she needs to be in mm. like sort of specialist care yeah so yes i think sonia could 
or with no ways to provide that. But I don't think it's mm-hmm. going to be a case of like sort of them bringing Debbie home to live with them. I think she's going to have to stay in the hospital that she, while she's got like twenty four. Oh hours yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's wired up, isn't she? She can't swallow, so she needs yeah. that. She sort of needs that sort of care. But I mean, so. Sonia might be might support Reese in a professional way, as in supporting Reese, yeah. not Debbie. Yeah, you know yeah, how yeah, she'd yeah. support families who might be going through it, and how she'd yeah. sit down and have a cup of tea with them when she's at work and mm. explain what's what kind of thing. Yeah, even though it's not a job, but yeah, yeah that's what, of, that's how I think it's going to go anyway. But person. yeah, I mean to be fair, Reese couldn't have found a better person to help him with this, could he? No, ideal, really. Like, literally, out of every single person on Albert Square, Sonia is the best person for this. So. She is indeed. And they're going to be great together, I think, in the long run. Um, yeah. But I'm, I am intrigued to sort of see how this is all going to play out because it's like you say, it's a this is heavy. It's heavy stuff for Reese. It's a big story for a, for a character to kind mm. of get straight away when they when they've kind of first appeared. So I'm excited Definitely. to see this. I'm excited to see it, and a big story for Sonya as well, which was which was needed because Sonya's not had a big story for yeah. a long, long time. So yeah, good yeah. times. I'm I'm excited to see it. <laughs> So moving on now to Kim Denzel and all of the kind of Fox stuff that was going on with Kim this week. Um, so during the coronation, Kim is fretting about Denzel. Kind of, she's really worried about Denzel this week and sort of worrying about whether he's left, left the house and where he's ill. And it's a little bit weird at the start. And then we sort of realise that she's developing yeah. some really bad feelings of anxiety yeah. around what's happened. Because um, it's the court, it's her court case this week. So she's mm-hmm. really starting to kind of get herself all fretted up about it. Um, and eventually this all sort of culminates uh she's in the bar and she's asked to go and get some ice from the suppliers now and when she's in the car she has a massive panic attack um now i would argue that one of the reasons she had this panic attack was because she had to try and use a weird clutch thing in the car i totally thought that what was that I mean, I this was, to use that. I mean, this is Emily, this car that Finley and Finley has yeah, been trying to fix for the past like yeah. six months or however long it's been sat there. Uh, I mean, I'm doing driving lessons at the moment. And let me tell you that the uh, the normal like manual clutch is difficult enough for me to get my head around. So trying to move like one of them sort what? of what the things, clutch? I don't have a clue. No, it was the other thing. Clutch? Was it oh. the, um, no, it's the, I can't remember what it's called. The, it's, the it's ignition. That, ignition or some manual ignition or something like that but either way it's something that isn't normally in cars anymore so that would yeah. confuse me straight away and seeing as though the last time she drove a car she had a massive crash yeah I'd exactly be a bit so, about <laughs> yeah so this is basically it though like so the crash has apparently like now made kim really anxious around the idea of driving and sort of panicking about denzel and, and all that kind of thing it's really really interesting so she has this panic attack and denzel discovers her kind of in the car like yeah. can't breathe really really panicking Tell you what, Denzel this week. Great week for Denzel, I think. Like, really. I told really... you he's a good one, didn't I? Oh, I really like Denzel. And it feels really yeah, natural as well. Like, the way that yeah. Denzel's kind of grown within that unit, it's kind of like he's really become fond of Kim. He's, you know, he's he's become really fond of Patrick, probably really fond mm-hmm. of Denise as well. And he's he's growing into a nice, nice lad. I like Denzel. He's very he's mature a... for his age. He's getting there, mature. isn't he? Because when he first started, yeah. he was kind of he was quite immature. But I think that he's yeah. really start he's starting to grow in recent in recent mm. months, isn't he? And his relationship with Kim is lovely, and that kind of grows throughout mm. the week because he's really concerned about her. He's really really worried. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's not interested at all. Like you know about himself. Like i'm fine kim you need to stop worrying about me i'm okay let's focus on your court mm-hmm. case um so and he wants her to tell howie that you know I, you've had a panic attack this isn't this yeah. isn't not this isn't good all right we need we need to make sure you're okay kim's brushing it off like hey, i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine um so they're the court case 
she has another panic attack, and this time helped down by Linda, which is again, yeah. I, I like the, I like the kind of like the throwbacks to when Mick had anxieties. Yeah, Linda that's what, true that Linda were able Linda to. Linda knew what to do in that her, situation. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was nice stuff, nice stuff. Um, so she goes to the courtroom eventually, kind of still fretting and sort of like her mind's kind of all over mm-hmm. the place. Most useless barrister or lawyer or whatever or whatever he was, like yeah, isn't it? Like throwing all up his papers around, clearly didn't have a clue what was going on in the courtroom. Didn't well, even know her name. Well, probably off can't with. afford, you know, someone that great, can she? Well, can't, she she ain't, ain't going to be able to afford Richie or anything like that. But you think that she, no. could, you know, at least this lawyer could know her name and know which court case he was walking into before mm. he started. Um, mm. I did quite like him in the courtroom though. I like, didn't have any clue on how to address the judge. Uh, yeah, yes, my lord. Yeah. Yes, my, my lord. lord. Yes. <laughs> Your liege. <laughs> I like that. I had to be told to just call him sir. Um, basically, she is released on unconditional bail to appear in yeah. front of the Crown Court. Crown Court, uh, yeah. And is banned from driving. So, I mean, she wouldn't have to worry about having to kind of be behind the wheel of a car for a while, but she's now got to appear in front of like. I mean, going to Crown Court is not great. Yeah. That it's not it's being not. resolved at a magistrate's, is it? So no. she's looking at some kind of sentence. I would have thought. It's not good. I mean, what, no. what kind of... I mean, I'm very... Because I'm only just starting driving. I haven't committed any driving offences yet, as far as I know. So, <laughs> I, well, I mean, what what do you think... How, what do you reckon the outcome to this might be? Like, worst I case scenario... I don't scenario, actually... Worst case scenario... I don't know. I mean, reckon? I know I drive, but I couldn't tell you. I've not I've not touched what I did driving offences. So, I mean, maybe worst case, she's admitted to being on a phone, and I know you can get really, really yes. done for that. And then... So, she's admitted to it and had a major crash... Yeah. And injured people. Yeah. That's when they're bothered, you see. I know of people who crash cars, and as long as no one's been injured, they don't even question it. As soon as right, someone's yeah, been yeah. injured, that's, that's it, when yeah. they Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Especially for the reason that she's given as well. Yeah. So, and, she, and, she, and, she, and she said guilty as well, didn't she? Like she's Maybe a couple of years, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I don't think she'll go to prison, but I think there's going to no, be. No, I some don't. Sort of... But I think maybe a suspended sentence or yeah, something, or yeah. community service, maybe. And I think she's looking at a long driving ban for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. But this is it. It's not really about the court case at this point now. It's more about her suddenly having these panic attacks. Now, because this isn't. Yeah. This isn't something that you. I think that the the story they're they're telling here is like even someone like Kim can go through this, isn't it? Because yeah. this is like the last thing you would ever expect someone as vivacious yeah. and flamboyant mm. and confident, confident as Kim yeah. as Kim to go through. So it, it was interesting to sort of see this side mm. of Kim this week. I really liked it. Um, and then at Kathy's party, who by the way, seventy three, Kathy is this birthday. And did you see her pins? How jealous! She could be Ben's younger sister, as far as I'm concerned. Honestly, she looks so fantastic. Well, we all know this, but my goodness, she looks great, doesn't she? That woman was fed the fountain of youth water when she was growing up, but I tell you, and she hasn't aged a day since since she started. She's not. She hasn't. Seventy three. Can you believe that? Kathy is in. No, I can't. That's mad. Absolutely mad. Um, but at Kathy's party, um, Denzel and Amy basically both pledged to Kim, like, we're going to be here for you. All right, we're there for you, but you need to you need to get in touch with a doctor. All right, because we need to Mm -hmm. we need to get this anxiety under control. Kim promises to get in touch with a doctor, and it was just a nice ending to this story for the week. Now I don't know where this is going to go per se, but I can I I just say though, doesn't that just show you how much more young people are educated on mental health these days? There's two teenagers who gone to Kim and said, "You need to get some help. We know about this." Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean obviously, you know, Amy's got what's going through through it, and Denzel and Denzel is obviously there for Amy, so he's kind of getting used to sort of. he's he's having to learn quite a lot about mental health quite Mm. quickly. I think as Denzel, bless him. 
But I just love the way that both of them just kind of said, yeah, we're there for you. Denzel is like yeah. complete, like loves kids pieces and is, mm-hmm. is there for her. I think it's, I think it's really, really nice. It's a really, really nice unit growing around there. So yeah, it's great. I love it. So in a busy, busy week, there are always uh, some slightly smaller, tiny stories. So let's cover them while we've got them. Um, we'll start off with Alfie and Freddie and Stacy. Now, Sam, uh, is staying in Spain until the end until the end of summer. We, we're kind of told, so that means that uh, 5D is available to rent, and Jack is putting the rent uh, the flat up for rent. Alfie overhears this conversation between Denise and Kim and jumps on the chance to get his own little bachelor pad. I would love that. Can I just say, just just like somebody just tell me, oh, it's a flat there. I'll do you at mates' rates. So you can move yeah. in there. Sorted. Love that. Never happens in real life, that does it? I would love that. No, not affordable um, anyway. No, especially not in London. Christ alive! Like in the middle of in the middle of London with a subway with with an underground just around the corner. No, that's not. If happen. anything, Freddie, yeah, is helping him out, really, isn't he? Well, I mean, he's certainly helping uh, Alfie out more than he is Stacy because Stacy is obviously, as we know, absolutely brassic. Interesting moment with Stacy this week, I thought, in relation to the whole coronation thing that everybody else was celebrating. Now, regardless on your views of the royals and all that, and, and all of that, just to speak about the, the coronation episode on Monday, Harvey, at one point, and now maybe not the character you'd expect to say this, but Harvey at one point turned around and said, like, maybe surely all of this money could be spent better elsewhere, you know? I was surprised they mentioned it, in all honesty, and the, and the opinion was quickly sort of dismissed uh, by Jean. But I thought it was interesting that, like, they had all these characters sort of celebrating the, the coronation. And at the same time, you've got a woman who, to deal with the cost of living crisis, is selling photos of herself online to put food on the table. Yeah. You know, I don't know if we were supposed to sort of make that ironic connection or whether it was I didn't make that or... ironic connection, I must admit. But... Yeah, you know, it's, it's just interesting, yeah. isn't it? Like, you know, like I say, regardless of your views of the royal family. I mean, didn't we see didn't we see when Linda was saying that speech at the start of the episode? Didn't mm. that when we saw Stacey like going through a phone? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if there was a sort of subliminal sort of messaging going on there. I mean, let's yeah. it's the B it's the BBC, you know, they they have to be, you know, they do the coronation, they have to celebrate it, and you know, that's fine. That's the BBC's role. Um but I just thought it was interesting, like, you know, how much further would they have gone with that? How much further could they have gone with that? You know, it's it's interesting. A lot it's further, interesting. but they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's the say it's the it's the BBC, and that's sort of their role. They've got to sort of be very patriotic with that sort of thing. But yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, that does Alfie moving in uh, to his own flat, and Freddie just randomly decided to move in with him as well. Although I thought <laughs> it was quite funny that Stacey was less bothered about Freddie because he eats more than he pays. <laughs> like he was, which is completely really, believable. Completely as well, fair. Isn't it? Yeah, but she was really fretting about Alfie, and she's like, "Oh yeah, Freddie can go. That's fine." Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. quite like that. Um, but Stacey uh, got a notification on her phone, like, because I think she was starting to doubt oh, herself yeah. about whether she was going to get any money from this, wasn't she? Yeah. And then she got 30 quid just sent to her from so, someone. Someone put a comment, nice body, 30 nice quid, yeah. body, here's 30 quid. And she was like, oh, okay then. I mean, is it this easy? Is it this easy I mean, to do this? I mean... I would. Fair play, I, I, you know. What? I mean, I, I've got Fair nothing against people. I've, I've got nothing against people that do this, but I just, I, th- I, th- I just, I wonder how much money can you make from that? It's interesting. It's, this is the thing that we've mentioned before. There's a difference between mm. wanting to do it because you're being empowered for whatever reason and mm. you're choosing to do it, or yeah. Stacey Angle, where she's so desperate for cash that she's doing it. She shouldn't really want to do it, does she? Let's be honest. No, I mean, it's not really been mentioned a huge amount over the past few weeks, like, but mm. it's just sort of been oh, clearly ticking away in yeah. the background off, 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 off screen. 
Um, yeah. But I'm, re- I'm really enjoying this Stacey story. It's an, it's an interesting yeah, sort yeah. of look at what someone has to do to get money in this day and age and what's possible yeah. to be done in this day and age with money. Interesting. Right, anyway, so um, Alfie and Freddie move in together. And then we've got this sort of thing where Eve is trying to convince Freddie that the flat is haunted. because There's a dodgy boy. Oh, yeah, a bit of daft. Yeah, uh, yeah a, bit, a bit of daft, a bit of fluff. Uh, she makes Freddie jump. Mission accomplished. Yep. And that's sort of the end. So Freddie and Alfie, basically, moral of this story is that Freddie and Alfie are now living together. The boys are going to move in with Alfie. There's going to be a bit of a lads pad. Clearly when Sam returns, because she is returning, we've been reliably informed. Yeah, yeah. So she is returning. So at some point she's going to want that flat back. So I don't know where, but then I can sort of imagine Alfie being elsewhere by the time Sam comes back, you know, whether yeah, that be. Yeah, possibly. With Linda or Jack or might even said, you know what, Sam, you're going to have to find somewhere else because I can't just keep it open for you. Possibly. I'm whim that, and, you know, whim that you're going to come back. So. Yeah, because Jack's not just going to leave kids homeless, is he? So, yeah, yeah. see where that goes. Um, and then the other small story, really kind of small, and I'm not really sure what's going on here, was Finley and his necklace. Um, oh, yeah, up, yeah. They get this uh, necklace um, kind of priced up. It's uh, going to be worth about six grand, they work out. Mitch is annoyed because they're planning on like splashing it all on like an Ibiza road trip holiday. And he's kind of like, uh, no, Avery left you this money. He didn't really leave him this money. They He left them a necklace dangling down from the bottom of a car that they might never <laughs> have discovered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just think that's yeah, very, very, very odd. Um, but they basically decide, right, okay. I don't then, think so... Avery's going to have left it him because it just seems so, like you say... It was just it's something almost out of Agatha, impossible that they were going to find it. Something out of an Agatha Christie novel, isn't it? Like, yeah. just there happens to be a necklace dangling down from this old car that I yeah. happen to. Uh, it's very odd. Mm-hmm. Um, but they decide to pay the tailors' council tax. Another example of like sort of a, a poor family trying to get like get money together whilst all the stuff with the coronation mm-hmm. was going on. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was deliberate or not, but I just found that very very interesting. Let us know in the comments below what you think of all that sort of malarkey. Did you enjoy the coronation episodes? What were your thoughts? Did they do too much did they do too little let me let us know so the time has come for lola to leave the salon god this was heartbreaking this week wasn't it really 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 sad really heartbreaking um so he she kind of comes to work and she can already tell that she's struggling to sort of stay upright and like really struggling with like how she's feeling and then eventually uh, she's having kind of quite an innocent conversation with one of her customers who has a kid with her and the customer says something along the lines of yeah in the blink of an eye my kid my kid will be 18 which really kind of brings home to lola i'm not going to be here for lexi's 18th so it's so sad i can't even cope watching this honestly I mean, it's so sad I thought it was really interesting what you said last week about since you've become a mother, this story has kind of hit you much harder than it would would have done beforehand. It, mm-hmm. It's and I can understand that, especially when you're talking about the fact that you know she kind of went home and started writing these birthday cards for Lexi for like when she was eighteen. Like that's that's hard, isn't it? Like what? Yeah, I cried. You... I cried yeah. at that. Honestly, I... it's just too much. It's yeah. too relatable. It's 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 just absolutely horrible to think that people actually go through it. It's yeah. you no. Know, it's really really heartbreaking um and then she uh, eventually kind of she goes to the knees and says i need i, I can't do this anymore i think it's time for me to stop, stop the salon really hard like, it's that was a heartbreaking up. scene as well with aaron denise don't you think it was like the end of an era and yeah i think when she lona's worked there for years in the salon yeah like she's, she's been there a good few years now so well, kind of on and off when she's kind of gone and come back but she's been yeah, like, come back, like yeah. part of the salon like she was that she was working there when dean used to own it like all like wow. all, but it, when it was blades so you know yeah. she, I, remember, I can remember her and paul coker having like a kind of haircut competition to see who got the uh, job yeah 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 wow. so yeah she's been there a fair few years 
Um, yeah, so she eventually kind of has to say to Denise, right, I can't do this anymore. Denise is mm. obviously upset, obviously sad. They have a really nice hug. It's a really kind of moving moment. And then Denise says, oh, I'll do a leaving party. I don't know how this leaving party is going to, like, how do you do a leaving party in that context? It's, a, it's a, it, like, sorry, you're leaving on, on a banner? Like, that's, that's, like, we've got to be so careful. Oh, I didn't like, think of it like that. No. I didn't think of that. I mean, I think people are just wanting to throw parties, really, aren't they? And help her yeah. enjoy life and stuff. But yeah, it's a bit. But she, then it also it... it's kind of normal in a way because you they would throw her a leaving party. Yeah, I mean, it's... completely. And I think there. I think I think Lola appreciates everyone trying to sort of normalise it all for her. Yeah. And sort of, you know, it's yeah. it, it's just so difficult for her, and and she is starting to really struggle now because you know she has to kind of constantly go home and rest and so she's constantly mm. on the, she's constantly asleep on the sofa because it's just knackering her out so much well she it's said really um, when she was talking to Sonia she said didn't she that she's just struggling to even get out of bed yeah. some days and get off it's with no so energy. but no she energy also said to Sonia at one point um that I was like oh god that makes you think that she said mm. um she liked going to the salon because everyone's happy there it's a happy place yeah. and it's a good distraction you know, she think, yeah and it just makes you think wow like someone seeing the good in the very tiny things in life, like going to work and you know yeah. going to a salon, and that's a happy place for us. So yeah, yeah, really, really sad. Um, so obviously while that is going on, Ben's got his stuff going on as well. So we we got some. Oh, of course he has. <laughs> well, we got a bit more insight into Ben's bulimic storyline this week. Oh yeah, sorry, um, sorry, not believing yeah. that, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you mean though. Like, it, it, like again, like kind of got all, got himself all drunk and aggressive. Had a fight with Vinny for no reason whatsoever, and like burst in on like just because he yeah, was drunk. Jane, yeah, like, Jane, yeah, Jane Lola when they were watching a film. It's just it's, so it's just so self obsessed though, isn't it? Like I know I know the bulimia stuff. I understand it all, but only Ben could make it about himself when Lola's dying. That's all I'm gonna say. This is this is the, this is kind of like the the line that this, that Ben is always treading though because like mm-hmm. yes he is doing that but it's it's at the same time as, as he's going through something really kind of traumatic so it's kind of like it, it's so difficult to sort of know where you because at times you just want to you just want to throttle him mm-hmm. it's like will you stop doing this like will you pull your pull yourself together mm-hmm. but at the same time he's going through something that is beyond his control. You know, with the bulimia, so it's just it's 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 so difficult. But then when he's going to go and get drunk, and because he's and obviously because he's not been eating, he's yeah, he's going to go straight gets, to his idea. He, he get he gets hammered from one whiff of a lager. So mm-hmm. and obviously because he's struggling and he's sad and he's kind of nervous and anxious and all that kind of thing, it he, the alcohol hits in the wrong way, becomes aggressive and emotional, and it's and and it's and it just all becomes awful for him. But he is supposed to pick up Lexi. For Kathy's birthday party, yeah, the gets Eurovision drunk. party, yeah, gets drunk, completely forgets about that. Um, we'll talk about this Eurovision party briefly because Rocky um, invites Cheryl Baker to the to this. Obs. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't he? Uh, because obviously Eurovision is happening this weekend, so I mean, there was a lot for EastEnders, a lot of like real life stuff for EastEnders to cover mm. this week, wasn't there? Like a lot going on with yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of birthdays and a lot of stuff to kind of cover with uh, yeah, like, true, coronation yeah. and Eurovisions. Um, but yeah, there's a Eurovision party for Kathy. Um, Rocky rings up Cheryl Baker because he's mates with her, because of course he is. And um, tree once. Yeah, and books fizz is performed, and it's all very lovely. <laughs> it's just standard like, Rocky, oh, really, isn't it? Oh, how many celebrities does he actually know? Because like we've had Harry Reddick, Cheryl yeah. Baker. Was he the reason that um, 
Rag and Bone Man turned up or not. I can't remember where Rag and Bone Man was just. I can't remember that exactly either. I feel like Rag and Bone Man just turned up. We were just like, oh, this pub looked all right. But I don't know. Maybe it was okay. And all of a sudden I'm getting pulled up to do a performance on Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the people in Warford need entertaining. My God, do they need entertaining. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, it's so easy to sort of say all this about Ben. And it really, really is easy to say all this about Ben. But obviously, you know, the bulimia stuff was hard to watch, you know, because he's not eating. He, You know, he took a Mm -hmm. bite of the sandwich and then immediately spat it out. Yeah, Looked at his chocolate bar, which, is, by the way, was called Chocky Walk or something like that. You see? Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> Remember Chocky Bar? Chocky Really weird. Like running out of names to call chocolate bars because of the oh, last uh, thing I understand. Yeah, yeah, Chocky yeah. Walk? Chucky really? <laughs> Chocky Walk? Oh, We're meant to be like those um, Charlie the Chocolate walk, Factory yeah. type of chocolate bars or something. I can't remember what they called. Tony's or something. I've never had one of them, actually. Get a bar of Chocky Walk from the shop, would you? I'm yeah, really Chocky Walky Walker. Um, so yeah, it's just difficult for him. So how does this play out now? Because and this is the other thing. I don't know how Callum copes with all this. Like just another issue. Just you know, Ben kind of. You know what though? To be fair, like some people are just like Ben. There, yeah. this is how some people do react to things like this. Like I'm saying, oh, only he could make it about himself, but it's actually very common. I think for mm. a lot of people to go off like this, it's just they can't cope, can they? So I don't know where it's going to go actually. Uh, it's it's not going to go anywhere good, is it? Let's be honest. No, well, it seldom it seldom does for Ben. But it's... is it going to go down something? I mean, you would think he could get it together for Lexi's sake. So I think there's obviously going to be some involvement for Lexi. I mean, well, Paul Lola thinking that Lexi's dad can't cope and that she's she won't be here for her, and then so it's understandable why she wants Jay to. Adopt. Yeah, I mean, like, this is the other it. thing, though. Because, this is the other thing, though, because obviously all the pressure from kind of trying to keep Lola, like trying to keep Lola and Jay in, in decent money and looking after Lexi, that's all kind of piling on top of him as mm. well, as well as the bulimia stuff. Like, this is what I mean. The bulimia stuff is so sort of separate from everything else, and yet everything else that was going on would surely be enough to kind of push Ben towards like drink and and struggling. So it's. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm yet to sort of see kind of where the bulimia stuff is really going to sort of lead mm. lead his story because it feels like at the moment it's kind of like right. So Lola's story wasn't enough. Let's give Ben this other big thing to deal with, and it's not like yeah. the bulimia stuff is going to be a short term thing. Like he's got an eating disorder, so this is going to be a long runner. This is going to go on for months and months. Yeah. So it's it's kind of it's kind of because mm. he's going to go through. He's going to have to go through sort of medical help and maybe therapy and, and how all long is it going to take so, for someone to notice? Because it can. The- People can hide it really well, can't well, Callum they? Is, well, well, Callum has already sort of like said stuff to him about like, oh, you're not eating properly. Like, Little on, things, can't... yeah. Yeah, so whether Callum eventually puts two and two together at mm. some point, I don't know, or whether Callum I mean, or whether he's a, is honest. He's a detective yeah. now, so... Uh... Well, you'd think he would notice stuff, wouldn't you? Mm. Uh, bless Ben. Uh, we'll see where we'll see where it goes, but yeah, I mean, the the it's about Max Garden's great and everything, but it's just like sometimes. Oh Ben's yeah, yeah, great. yeah. Sometimes Ben is so exhausted. I think <laughs> really I is. think we're supposed to feel like this about Ben, though. I don't even hate Ben either. Yeah, no, I, know, I don't hate I Ben. I kind of it's it's just I think it's all very believable and understandable why he goes off the way he does. To be honest, it's just frustrating. I don't know. I'm only frustrated because of Lola going through this and him. And him being this way, but obviously uh, that is how people react. So, yeah, I don't. I mean, let I us know in the comment section below. Like, like I said last week, Ben is always contentious. Ben always creates debate. So, let us know in the comment section below 
uh, what you think of all this. And where do you think the band storyline is going to go? How does he get help from here? And where and how does, does Callum going to spot things or does Ben have to start helping himself? Let us know. Now then, ladies and gents, one final storyline to discuss, and it's a very exciting one. The new Queen of the Vic has arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, be upstanding for your new Queen of the Vic. Yes, Elaine Peacock has arrived. She is the person that was on the mystery call. She is the, the Vic's new partner, the one that Linda has been keeping secret from both Sharon and the Panasars. Elaine has arrived, and my God, she is fabulous. <laughs> She's arrived, all right, hasn't she? I Brilliant. love her. I Just what we needed. Just what this we is- needed. I mean, this is a sort of a role in the Vic that hasn't been filled for a while, isn't it? And you sort of realise mm-hmm. that it's been missing a... I mean, obviously, Linda is amazing. We, lo- we love Linda. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's beside the point, right? And Linda has kind of got her dramatic side as well. But, I mean, in walks Elaine, like, with an iconic opening line, time for the Vic to meet its new queen, if we ask. <laughs> and sort of, like, it's a really sort of... A kind of almost over the top matriarch, but the a really yeah. sort of gravelly and down to earth and just sort of mm-hmm. earthy woman that the Vic has been yeah, sort of definitely. missing. And it's oh, I can't wait to see Elaine properly. Like as the weeks go on, this is going to be great. And already mm-hmm. she she is marvelous. We we'll talk about the story. I'm going to say she's already done quite a bit, hasn't she? Oh, she's already she's already causing oh, yeah. issues to people. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. So Linda is at a loss of what to do with uh, Sharon and with Nish because she's getting these phone calls from uh, my cat's just climbing in through the window. We might get invaded in a minute. Um, she's kind of uh, she's kind of my my putty cat. Bless her. She's just crawled in through the window. Uh, anyway, so um, she <laughs> yes, hello, yes, hello. Don't don't go in front of the camera. That's it. Good girl. Um, because mixed presumption of death mixed presumption of death certificate has arrived. So that's completely yes. trying to throw her off kilter. And Sharon has been really, really helpful in trying to explain it all to Ollie because Ollie's kind of not really, obviously, because he's only young, it's not really. What an amazing friend fact. Sharon is. I mean, yeah. talk about Isn't trying she? to make someone feel more guilty. Isn't she, Isn't she just? Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is the thing with Linda, right? So, I mean, she was out of order by Keith. Why is she keeping this long from Sharon? Well, shady. So why, shady. Because she, was, she, did, she weren't convinced that her mum were going to get the funds, but. Yeah, it's still it's still not good enough. I, I'd be fuming like Sharon. You tell Sharon, surely. Like, no, I might just do. I might just go with my mum. Right, this is probably going to be easier if I just get mum's. Yeah, maybe don't sell your. Maybe don't no, sell half of the gym to. Don't fill, wait until Sharon. Yeah, don't wait until Sharon has literally yeah, sold all her assets off in order to pay for your pub to survive, and then mention it when your mum's about to walk through the door. Like, well, oh, by the way, order. this isn't you, but this isn't for you. By the mm. way, you don't own this pub anymore. Um, <laughs> just dirty so, kidding. Go on, get out. There we go. Um, so, when Sharon finds out about this, Sharon is fuming, and there is like a they have a blazing round in the middle of it. Because Sharon said some quite harsh stuff to her as well, like brings it like you know can't trust a drunk or even even an ex drunk, which I thought was a little bit out of order. Although I did absolutely adore Suki's reaction to it. The Suki and Nish are in the background because they've just been told that they weren't going to have the big eye. Yeah. And Nish is and Nish is fuming. We'll come on to Nish in a minute. Um, yeah. But I was just lo- I was just loving Suki's reaction, loving the drama. She was absolutely having a great yeah. time. She didn't, she didn't want the big yeah. anyway. She was just loving all the, all, yeah. loving their spectator yeah. sport for Suki. She was just absolutely loving mm. it. Um, but yeah, Sharon is basically spends the week like being just the best friend of the world to Linda. 
unlike giving shapes off. Those Dolly comments a teddy were below the belt, though, because like when you are best friends with someone, you shouldn't chuck something like that back in the face, no matter no, what I mean, happens. Yeah, it was, it was, but, and especially kind of like you know, Sharon's got experience with alcoholics. You know, yeah. not only with Phil but with Angie. You know, it's it. But it's, also, it's some... I guess it just shows how angry she is as well. She was absolutely fuming. Um, So Linda comes clean to Nish, by the way. So she's told Nish that, you know, yeah, I've got another another partner, which isn't you. Just after Nish has given her a quite hideous glass flamingo. (laughs) I don't know what, like, what was that? I mean, the flamingo does become important later on, but it was like... Right, but, but... Later on, they comment on the flamingo and like, oh, it's weird. And I, do you know what? I must be the only person watching who thought, no, no, I didn't like it. Like... But I thought for Linda's taste, like it was quite oh, a nice gift. It was very gift. Linda. It was very Linda. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, in, what a thoughtful that... gift. Like they know what <laughs> she likes. Isn't Nish lovely? Isn't Nish a yeah. nice person? Yeah, Isn't Nish like, lovely? Was... Oh, that's such a thoughtful gift from the Panasars. Oh, Do you know what? Nish is, Nish is misunderstood. He's a nice bloke, yeah, really. Yeah, look, he's got a flamingo. If she loves flamingos, does Linda. What a nice yeah. man. Um, so... Was so basically now Sharon knows and now Nish knows just as all of this is kind of yeah. being thrown at Linda from both angles mm-hmm. in walks Elaine. Now we have the iconic heel shot mm-hmm. from the taxi because anyone I any knew time... you'd love that. I saw that and why? Like, oh, Rob. I mean, <laughs> hey, what can I say? I'm a, I'm a walking cliche. But to be you fair, just love a black cab foot scene, don't you? <laughs> I'm gonna make one. I'm gonna make one for myself one day. I'm just gonna as soon as I arrive when I whenever I move out somewhere. I'm gonna arrive, I'm gonna film myself coming out of a taxi and just film myself like stepping out from the taxi and just. Get By the way, to anyone kids. who uh, who has or hasn't seen the trailer that we did before we started this podcast, Rob wanted us to both step out of a black cab. That was his first <laughs> idea for the trailer. <laughs> I don't think yeah. it would have had the same effect as both our trainers somehow. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Oh no, I'd have put you in high heels. I'd have worn high heels. Are you joking? You'd have put me yeah. in high heels. Damn right I would. Ten inch high heels that we I haven't got stilettos, mate. Over. I don't even I think I've got wedges at most. That'll I'm do. a trainer That'll girl. Do. That'll do. Um anyway, so, sorry. Yeah, Elaine, so yes, Elaine arrives and yeah. is sort of just instantly. Now I quite like the fact that she remembered some of the residents from when she was there before. So she remembered Martin, she remembered Sonia, uh, she remembered Sharon, didn't remember Alfie. <laughs> She had to be reminded who Alfie was. Even well, Alfie to be fair, it were obviously quite accurate that she only crossed paths with him once, maybe at a wedding. You don't really yeah. see everyone at a wedding, do you, so... But it was quite nice. Like She she, she likes Reese. She thinks she's odd, but nice. Quite liked Alfie yeah. at first, but then she's she's sacking Alfie. She's not interested in saying It also Alfie. shows that she's the right person for that kind of pub because it's a very local pub where you get to know all of your residents. And I mean... Yeah. She gave them all uh, three drinks for half an hour. Is she mad? Is she mad? Do that in your bar, giving half free drinks. No, not for half an hour. No, there'd be there'd be there'd be a lot of small print involved in that. Like your first drink, and then you might get a shot with it, and then after that, you you know, and we're going to stamp your hand to make sure you're not taking P one five (laughs) five. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but you know, Elaine, I know you would. Um, Elaine quickly makes herself some enemies, though. Even though she's quite popular by the fact Mm -hmm. that she gives everyone free drinks for half an hour. She very quickly also makes some enemies, especially with Nish. Um, now, Nish is obviously kind of sitting there fuming, like mm. giving off the impression, oh, not that part, obviously, I've got other businesses, but obviously absolutely livid about the fact that this brassy woman has just taken over an establishment that he was quite looking forward to owning. Mm-hmm. Um, 
again, Suki, loving it. Just sitting there, absolutely loving it. Um, but she manages to get sorry, them both Sorry, sorry. Rewind, yeah. rewind. Yeah. When he came in, when Suki and Nish came in, when they still thought they had the Vic, who was with yeah. them? I went wholesalers, were it? Oh, yeah, yeah no. It was the movie they were showing off yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it was just, I mean, Nish just described them as business associates. So with the Palace House, that could oh, literally okay. be. Okay, so use our That could literally be anybody, yeah. I mean, okay. could literally be, you can imagine Nish would have business associates <laughs> to the point where they don't even need to explain who they are. It's just business associates. Okay, about, fair okay. enough. Because let's be honest, the, the Panasars like own half the planet at this point, like in, in several different countries, all around London, all around the square. They they are they're like the Alan Sugar of their time, like they 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 just own the world. Um, but uh, Suki and Nish get get barred from the pub because Elaine because uh, Elaine does not like them <laughs> at all. Um, and what that does is possibly result in well, I mean, it was Nish, right? The pub gets yeah, of course into... it was. He got somebody else to do it, obviously, but yeah. Yeah, of course he did. He wouldn't get his own hands dirty. He probably got, no. he probably got Vinny's to do it. He loves getting Vinny's I was thinking that. Sort of thing. um, but uh, he, somebody breaks into the Vic at night later on uh, and leaves the flamingo gift sort of strategically placed in the bar. It's almost like a calling mm-hmm. card. Uh, mm-hmm. And Linda sort, of, Linda sort of spots it and Elaine kind of spots it and they're like, oh, okay, so another war has been established and yet another enemy for Nish leading up to Christmas. So mm-hmm. how many how many is that on sort of I mean this is the thing, like it's all very good like kind of keeping the identity of the victim a secret. And it may well still be turned out to be somebody else. But they're really sort of pushing it home that Nish is on the floor on Christmas Day, aren't they? It's almost it's too obvious, though, isn't it? This it's is what I mean. Obvious. This early on in the process, we've still got months to go to on this, and now you've got Nish would quite Nish would quite happily be killed by Suki. Mm. Sharon could probably because you know Sharon had some stuff with him last week. Linda's now going to have stuff with him. Mm. Elaine could quite easily be the number seven in the six. So you could add Elaine to the number. Yeah, quite definitely. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's really, really. I don't cool. know. I though, maybe it's all just part of a bigger thing that's going to, you know, explode that we're still not quite sure I, about because it's all been done like oh, pretty bow, smartly, hasn't it? I like, bow how, down to the wisdom of Clenners. Clenners yeah. can do. I believe mm. in Clenners. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, of course, Sharon and Linda's relationship is in tattered right now. Like Sharon's yeah. fuming. Sharon is hurt. She feels betrayed, and she's really, really not happy. Um, and it's interesting now because I mean, can Sharon and Linda's relationship be repaired from this? Is she is Sharon going to understand? Because Sharon yeah. has yeah. sold her half of the gym for Phil for no reason whatsoever. Linda let her do that. She'll be made her honour soon. They're too they're too good of friends. I think that she'll be fuming, but to be fair, they're not rowing as such. It's just Sharon shouting at Linda, isn't it? Like at least Linda's not like, oh no, you're being unfair. She's fully like, I am sorry. Yeah. It, it, it does. Linda knows she yeah. screwed up big time. Yeah. I quite. What I quite enjoyed was uh, Elaine kind of coming and going, have you not told her about this yet, you stupid man? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I told you to tell her ages out. ago. Thought that's that were your friend. Good luck with that sorting yeah. your friendship out. Yeah. Uh, interesting, interesting. Um, also, uh, there was a little moment with Elaine, kind of a private moment, which was on the phone to uh, having quite oh, a flirtatious yes. phone call with somebody. Now, we do know there is more to come. Uh, you know, we've got the knights on the way. Uh, mm-hmm. So presumably that is who she was on the phone to. Um, yeah. But when, when are they coming along? I can't wait to kind of meet the whole because this is just the start. This, the, this Elaine mm-hmm. is like sort of like the the pilot fish for the whole sort of mothership yeah. to come in and sort of take over the Vic. So yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing this new era of the Vic come in. But Elaine is a great star. I yeah, love she is. Her. She is. Um, how do you she feel is. about the recasting? 
I del- delightful. Harriet Thorpe's great. I've seen her in I've seen her in stuff before, and she's perfect. I mean, you know, um, I think it was Marie Feldman. I think that was her name. Uh, she was she was great. I mean, I, I liked Elaine beforehand. She was kind of like you know mm-hmm. I liked her rivalry with Bane. I remember that. Like that went on yeah. for quite a while, and she was great in that. But instantly, I was took by I was took by New Elaine. Yeah, liked her instantly. She fits in like a glove behind that bar. She looks like she's been working in bars all her life. That's believable, yeah. you know. And she's just camp. She's extravagant. She's funny. Yeah. She's feisty. She's not afraid to kind of kick off at anybody that comes her way. No, Christ's sake, she was, when they thought the pub was being broken into, she just grabbed an iron and was like, right, I'm off. Like, I'm, I'm ready now. I thought they were both just, really brave. Yeah, counted to three, went off on two. Can't fault her for that. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I love her. Absolutely love her. I'm very, very excited by this. This is a brand new era for the Vic. Hurricane Elaine has arrived. I cannot wait. Very, very exciting. Um, anything else to say on that? Are you, have, you, have, you, have you finished your thoughts on that? Anything more to say on the line? I think so, yeah. I think you've covered it, to be fair, mate. Like, she's brilliant. Can't wait. Love her. Love her. Can't wait to Can't see, wait to see which other enemies she's going to make and which other friends she's going to make. I mean, it won't take long. I mean, yeah, who would... I mean, yeah, enemies is easy enough. Who do you think she'd be friends with? Like, once Sharon kind of gets over this, do you reckon her and Sharon could be mates? Or do you reckon that's going to be tricky between the two of them going forwards? I don't know, because she's not got any reason to have anything against Sharon and vice versa, really, because it's not either mm. one of them's fault. Kathy, maybe? Oh, maybe that's how Kathy's going to link into the six. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I could see Ooh. them being friends, similar, <laughs> being a similar age, and you know, both owning businesses yeah. in the square, and yeah. yeah. So yeah, maybe Kathy. Interesting. So, Ree, who's your gold star going to this week? Reese. Reese. Interesting. Mm. That's not. Yeah. Good. 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 I just see, think. I just think he's. I just. I've just really rated him this week, like the actor yeah, as well, right. and. Yeah, I think I think they had some really nice scenes. And again, feeling sorry for someone that maybe I shouldn't feel too sorry for, but yeah, race. You can't you can't not feel sorry for him. Yeah. Um mine I'm stuck with mine. I mean obviously Elaine is a kind of is a top is I thought you, you were know, gonna say Elaine, which is why I didn't say Elaine. Well, obviously I think Elaine did what she was supposed to do this week. And Elaine will I will give Elaine a gold star further down the line, I think. But actually I'm gonna give my gold star to Kim this week. Because I think what we got from Kim this week was sort of the wide range of what Kim is capable of. We got some funny comedy stuff and we got the serious stuff, which Tamika Epson always excels at. So she really kind of like expanded, like showed us her repertoire this week, essentially, mm-hmm. didn't she? With the anxiety stuff and all the other silly stuff, you know, with the Eurovision and the, the crown competition that was going on and was going on in the coronation and calling and getting confused of how to address a judge. It was just the whole Kim kit and caboodle all tied into one little ribbon. Did really, really well this week. I was really pleased. Um, so finally, ladies and gentlemen, that was the week in Warford this week. Busy old week and some really exciting stuff to come. I cannot wait. Very exciting. Uh, we should include this week's podcast with some comments from you guys so ladies and gentlemen we finish the show as usual with some comments from our facebook and all of our socials re who is our first comment this week please our first is susan perry who said it was so sweet how sharon gave ollie the toy so he can talk to his dad made me think of when she lost her dad the first time not surprised she said to linda that you can't trust a drunk so much of sharon's family slash relationships slash traumas are linked to the vic spot on character writing in my honest opinion yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I think that's the other thing that Sharon was so angry about because she mm-hmm. she said this week that she was looking forward to Albie growing up in the Vic like she did, and yeah. that's been taken away. So you, you can kind of see where Sharon's coming from. Pretty big so angry thing, isn't it? it? Yeah. All yeah, of it. She's expecting just... her new life to be there, and mm, now it's not. Yeah. This is what I mean. I think it's going to take a while for Linda and Sharon to fix themselves. Yeah, you like might this. be right, to be fair. Um, 
Lots of support for Elaine on our Facebook group. Everyone seemed to love her on our Facebook. Bob Barnes says, kudos to the scriptwriters for making sure Elaine remembered everyone from her last visit. Uh, Shanice Marianne Ward says, I love this Elaine. She's iconic. Alison Snelling, I'm starting to think Elaine is the seventh matriarch in the Christmas storyline. And Tracy Riccio, if I hope I pronounced that right, says, oh my God, I love Elaine. She will be so great with Vicky Michelle. They should bring her back as well. Yeah, it's just... These older, these older women, these older matriarchs are just all, they fit in so well onto the square, don't they? It's great. I cannot yeah. wait to see what's going to go on with Future Elaine. It's great. And I love that Linda has now got like a whole fresh new direction to go in as well. Because losing, yeah, that's weirdly, true. I've got to be honest with you, I'm not missing Mick. I know, it's really bad to say, I really, I think, I really thought I would. I really thought I, I thought, I thought the same because yeah. I, I loved Annie Dyer as well, but yeah, yeah. I think I think once he knew he was leaving, they weren't doing much with his character, to be fair. Mm. So I think that's probably why we're not missing him. So that's good in a way. And I've that's got one last... last comment as well, Rob, yep. from uh, yep. Teresa Robertson, who says, Love Elaine, she's going to be a force to be reckoned with. She got me with the heels, but grabbing the eye and counting to three and moving on two totally sold me. <laughs> she read Nish like trashy novel while on vacation, cover to cover. What a brilliant way to sum that up, Teresa. I love that. Love like that. a trashy novel on vocation. Yeah, <laughs> cover like to that. cover. I like yeah. it. Do you, want to, do you want to write our material, Teresa? That might be that might be easier. You can write, you write yeah. our trailers and all that and all the stuff that we say. That was yeah, very please. nice to summed up. I like that. Mm. Um, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Another great week. Uh these tennis is just on fire at the moment. It's so it it's, is. It's, it's so so good. And that's the thing, even the Ben stuff, you know, I can see the good in it. You know, it's yeah. subjective. Yes, Ben annoys me a lot of the time, but I can see why they're doing it. You know, it's all mm-hmm. linked in. So, you know, and if the good, if, if that's the biggest thing I've got to complain about at the moment, then the show is in a pretty good state. I'm very, very excited. Um, Ree, how can our darling viewers and listeners get in contact with us? You can find us on Facebook at Albert Square After Dark, on Twitter and Instagram at E20 After Dark. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can listen to us on Apple and all your favourite podcast sites. Lastly, email us at e20afterdarkpodcast at gmail.com. Let me second that. If you're watching on YouTube, please don't forget to like and subscribe. The bigger we yes, get, the Yes, please best. subscribe, subscribe, the... subscribe, subscribe. Not that, we're, not, not that we're begging or anything. You know, no, no, are, no, but... no, 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 no. We won't do that. We won't do that. <laughs> but the bigger we get, the better we get, you know? So yes. click the button, click the button. You know, Just it's, do it's, it. Just, just do click it. The button. Click the button. Uh, thank you very much again, Ree. Uh, we'll be back same time next week. Until then, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. See you next week, guys. Bye.